Welcome to Word to the Mother, a retrospective on 90s R&B and hip-hop. Here's your host, your girl, Charlie. Welcome to the show and my little podcast about 90s music. I am your host, your girl, Charlie. And today's guest is a veteran to Word to the Mother. She was a guest on my TLC episode. She is the host of the podcast, We Got the Jazz, as well as a visual artist. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And a voiceover artist, Autumn Woodland. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. So awesome. I feel very special. You are very special. (laughs) I'm I'm, veteran. (laughs) I'm tickled to have you back because the TLC episode has done so great. I don't know if you know, but... When I was promoting that, I got a lot of people who are outside of my like contact list on Facebook, like TLC, what? Oh my God. And like jumped to the episode. I'm like, oh my God, this is so awesome. This is so great. Like I got a lot of great feedback. It was so much fun. So I'm excited to have you back. Yay. I'm excited to be here, but I'm not surprised about like you getting the good feedback in general because like people are always looking for a good podcast to listen to and the topic Yep. 90s R&B. Yes. Like, <laughs> right? Special. A lot of hearts and minds. So I'm sure like you're going to get a ton of listeners. Exactly. You're going to be like, oh my God. Right. Like millions and millions. I'm about to blow up, sons. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I'm about to blow up. Right. <laughs> anyway, so um, I know that you are, you're the host of We Got the Jazz. We did talk about that the last time. But one thing we didn't really get in is your visual artistry i know that you have like a new shop that you're selling yeah your art, and I'm, I'm actually a fan and i'm interested in some work and we can talk about that later but um tell us a little bit about what you're doing with the with the new shop and being able to sell your artwork right now well right now um i started a shop on society six it's a page for artists to share their work um so there's like a variety of things you can purchase like the actual print of a canvas painting Mm -hmm. um but then there are also prints of everything from cell phone cases pillows comforters like there's just a little bit of everything so I thought it was a cool way to get my work out there um you know I have a lot of I wouldn't say a lot of pieces but like I have a decent amount of pieces I've been working on and they're all originals Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of people that see things that they like and they want it. And I'm like, gosh, well, this is the only one. <laughs> oh. So the perfect way to let everybody, you know, if, if someone sees something that they really like, having this shop available for anyone to purchase a print um, is the direction that I'm trying to go in. Plus, it's, um, you know, a lot more affordable. Like the originals are on one end. Yeah. <laughs> And like I, you know, affordable art is one of the reasons why I started painting. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some pieces out there that I love, but I'm like, I don't have that in my budget. <laughs> to oh, I know. It right now. Oh, I know. My own stuff. So yeah, I want to make make my art available to anyone who wants to buy it. So that's what I'm working on. Um, and the site, it's just it's societyfix.com and then my name, Autumn Woodland. So if anyone's interested in checking it out. Excellent. More than welcome. And we can include that link in the show notes, of course, because I did check it out. I'm browsing. Yeah. I actually have 
two areas in my house that I de- are in desperate need of art, and I've been shopping for a while. So I'm keeping my eye out. Well, of course, there's some original Ooh, things cool. that I've seen before that I really like, but we can talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's do what we got to need. We need to do. Um, what is the topic of our show today? It's Brandy. I don't have my voice today, but yes, it's brandy time. Yay. <laughs> let's get into yes. it. Okay, let's see. February 11th, 1979, Brandy Rayana Norwood was born in Macomb, Mississippi. And after holding her newborn baby, her mother declared that she had given birth to a star. Her family later re- relocated to Carson, California, where she was raised and grew up singing in church. And in 1983, her family moved to Los Angeles, where she eventually attended Hollywood High Performing Arts Center. When she felt she was not getting the support from the teaching staff she needed, she began entering talent shows and singing backup for local groups. She was soon signed to Teaspoon Productions and started working as a backup singer for certain for a few groups, but including Immature. In 1993, her parents negotiated a recording contract with Atlantic Records, and her mom quit her job to become her manager. At the same time, she was cast in the TV show Thea. The show would produce only one season before being canceled, a move that Brandy was secretly happy about because it made room for her to focus on her music. In 1994, her debut album titled Brandy was released and went on to sell 6 million copies. Reaction was positive, with critics referring to her sound as a lower-key Janet Jackson or a stripped-down Mary J. Blige. And it included three top-hit singles, including I Wanna Be Down, Baby, and Brokenhearted. Autumn, do you remember when Brandy came out? Girl, yes. <laughs> I was so happy. I was so excited about Brandy's existence. Yay. I, think, I think it was because we're around the same age. Yeah. Like she was born in 89, I was born in 80. And at the time, I didn't see a lot of artists who were my age and yeah. that look like me so I was like what and then I love the show Thea so okay. when her first single dropped I was like wait a minute the girl from Thea is a singer oh yeah <laughs> that's who she was to me at the time because I was introduced to her through that show which I really liked a lot mm-hmm. so yeah I clearly remember when Brandy came out I definitely was buying up all of her albums anytime I saw her on a magazine cover I was like I have to get it <laughs> what is she wearing yeah I want to wear it it's funny you should bring up Thea because I didn't I didn't really watch Thea, but I do remember it. I remember it was on TV. I didn't really see it. I remember the promos. And I do remember like switching channels one day and seeing that she could she was singing on a some episode. And I actually was looking at the YouTube videos just yesterday. But the funny thing is, is when I was doing my research and I was reading up about it, of course, apparently there was some drama between Brandy and Thea. And yeah, I, I remember hearing about that because she, from what I, from what I recall, mm-hmm. she wanted to always incorporate singing into her character okay. on the show. And Thea was like, um, "This is my show, and this little girl is always on here trying to sing. This is not Star Search. I mean, those weren't the words <laughs> she used, but yeah, I think that's what the issue 
was. <laughs> yeah, but that's actually what I was reading is that, and I did find at least three clips of Brandy singing. So I think I read, I mean, I, was, I read a couple of different things. One claiming Brandy had a nasty attitude and maybe her mother. And But I do remember seeing this clip of Thea. So I really don't know, but I saw this clip years ago. It was probably some sort of documentary on Brandy. And it was a clip of Thea talking about Brandy. And she just like this had this face, this like real snarled up face and she was like 14 year old girls are not the nicest thing she just had this demeanor like it was real nasty and she's talking about a child so I kind of got the impression that I don't know maybe she was maybe Thea was a little bit I don't know just had a nasty attitude towards her but then I was reading about Brandy wanting to incorporate singing I did find a lot of clips of singing and maybe Thea felt a little outstaged too because the one clip I saw Brandy sounded amazing. Like it did a talent <laughs> show, and I was like, "Damn!" And Thea got to yeah. sit there and be happy. I'm like, "I could." I, am I wrong? Did Thea? Could she also sing? I can't remember. I just, I just yeah. was a comedian. I don't know. Yeah, I think she was a comedian. I don't know, but like when so when the clip that you saw, I'm just wondering, like, was that during the same time that Brandy was a teenager or was it like later in life? Because I just feel like either way, like you're an adult. Yeah. Why are you years later, especially? So I think Brandy she looked like she was twelve. She was she looked very young. This is way before the album yeah. came out. The clip of Thea, I don't know when that came out, but it, the way she spoke, it was just kind of nasty. So I really don't know because I didn't watch the show and I didn't know in, about this stuff till years later. But just looking at it recently now, I'm like, hmm, what did happen there? I can I can definitely see how Thea might have felt a little outstage because if you have a show and it's named mm. after you're the namesake, people people just don't like other people to outstage them. I mean, that's true. I, yeah, I don't know. That is true. I don't know, but um, yeah, I saw the clip. I was like, "Damn, that, that girl was singing on the episode." <laughs> I think she sang "Respect," but it was really yeah. Good. I can't remember what, but I do. I remember there was a lot of singing oh. on the show, yeah. definitely, or just you know, it was it turned into a thing. Um, I mean, maybe not so much of a thing. Maybe my my memory isn't like <laughs> accurate, but I do remember there being singing on the show, like a decent amount of singing. Now, I don't remember exactly when her album dropped, but I do remember I liked it immediately. I think I think I Want to Be Down was the first song I liked. It's the first song mm-hmm. I heard. And just like you, Same. I could tell she was my age and there wasn't, I can't remember. Let me see. If she came out in 94, I don't remember who came out for her first, her or Aaliyah, but for a while there were no artists that were my age. They were usually grown adults. So I think when they all came out, Aaliyah, Brandy, Monica, you know, some of the girl groups, yeah. it was refreshing to see actual teenagers or people my age singing and singing songs that I like, I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I want to be down. I, I immediately liked it. She was singing a range that I could sing. It was just real cool. You know, she yeah. had braids. It was really cute. So, you know, I liked her immediately. Definitely age appropriate. Yes. Yeah. Everything yeah, about her was just so likable. Yeah. And I think that was one of the reasons why it just, like, in my head, I pictured her as someone that I could be friends with. Like, oh, if we lived in the same town and went to the same high school, I could see myself being friends with Brandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And you're right. The songs were really age appropriate. You know, it wasn't a whole lot of, you know, there's no bump and grind and popping bottles and right. all that stuff. It was pretty clean cut. And um, and it was really cute. Um, out of the, the out of that particular album, because I remember I had that that cassette. I definitely liked I Want to Be Down and um, Baby. And I also liked Broken Hearted. That, I just I thought that song was like really pretty. And I used to sing that one, too. <laughs> Did I you think so? I I loved I Want to Be Down. I loved Baby. I was never into ballads. <laughs> I'm still not. <laughs> seriously? Was, seriously, I'm the same yeah. way. Like I don't know what it is. I mean, I enjoyed Brokenhearted because I had to have like heard it a million and one times because I definitely knew all the lyrics. But um, I played that album just – I'm surprised that it worked. Like I'm surprised <laughs> the CD did because I was always listening to it um and there was a song gosh it's escaping me right now I need to go look up the on the first album yeah on the first album and it's like I had a tendency to like songs that weren't necessarily the most popular on the album yeah (laughs) um so I'm trying to think of what the lyric not the lyrics but the title of the song Let's see, um, we got Moving On, Best Friend, I'm Yours, Sunny Day. Best Friend, okay, that was another one. I lived for Best Friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I was, lived I was for all best- about my best friend at that time, too. I wasn't, yeah, that song, for some reason, and then I thought it was adorable because, like, um, her brother mm-hmm. was featured in the video. So I'm like, oh, she is she kind of singing about her brother? If that's the case, that's even, like, cuter. Like, I just was totally into the whole like whole family being talented and loving each other. Yes. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I remember finding out that she was very close friends for her brother. And I always thought that was pretty cute. Yeah. I thought that was, he was cute too. So (laughs) I had the biggest crush on Ray J when I was younger. (laughs) I had a huge crush on him. And I remember he was on the Sinbad show. I don't even know if that show was on very long, Oh, but I just, yeah, a little, like, 12, 13-year-old me was just like, wow, he is so cute. And at the time, he was going by his actual name, which is Willie Norwood Jr. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> so I was, I was like, oh, my gosh, Willie Norwood Jr. is so cute. <laughs> and now still, like, I think Ray J is handsome, but I think his persona makes me go, like, ugh, Ray J, well, yeah. I'm over it. Yeah, Uh, but if he never spoke, I think I would continue to (laughs) look at him and be like, "Wow, that's a good-looking guy." Yeah, I mean, he was definitely really, really cute, and um, I think I also knew that her mom was her manager, so I always thought that was kind of cool too because it felt like a family thing. And I thought, "Oh, how cool to have your mom backing you like that, and you know, working for you, I guess, like that." I always thought that was cute, but it's funny you should say that you don't like ballads because I swear I was just. I was just thinking the other day, I'm trying to find like a lot of new music that I might like and everything's just so slow and I'm like, and everyone thinks I'm weird that I'll give things like, I'll be on Spotify, I'll give stuff like 10 seconds, if, where's the beat, where's the beat, like pick it up, pick it up, like but I can't the do it. doesn't drop, I'm just like, ugh, so did you finish the song? <laughs> because I don't recall hearing the beat drop, that's how I am. <laughs> right, I mean, I can, and you know what, when I, when I would buy albums, I've said this so many times on podcasts, I had a three song rule, you had to have at least three songs before I would buy it, unless it was a phenomenal song, but it would be such a bummer if I bought the song and then there would be three good songs and the rest are like ballads. And it was a couple artists like that where they had, they had more than like three ballads. I would be like so disappointed because I can't listen to all this slow 
as stuff. I want to dance. I want to move. And even now, if I'm driving (laughs) into work, if I'm sitting at work all day long, I need stuff that's going to keep me awake, keep keep me moving, make me feel good. Ballads do not do it. I have to be in a certain mood. For I don't it. know that ballad. Like it has a tendency to make me kind of sleepy. Yeah. So it's like, okay, um, what am I supposed to do with this? I've always been that way. I don't, I don't know. But if the beat doesn't drop, if there's not some bass or something, <laughs> like I can understand like it and i can acknowledge the wrong but i'm like oh it's just not for me yeah time to move on mm-hmm. and moving on we shall so let's see brandy earned two grammy award nominations won her uh won four soul train music awards two billboard awards and the new york children's choice award she went on to be the opening act for boys to men's national tour and sang on the song missing you from the soundtrack to set it off then, in 1996, Brandy landed the title role in the TV show Moesha, uh, of that of a teenage girl living with her family in Los Angeles. Now, okay, so I got to say, first off, I didn't watch much of Thea, though I, knew, I heard about it, but I was really, I was excited about Moesha, and I remember, like, I don't remember, the t- I don't know the time frame, but it seemed like as soon as her album dropped, Moesha was coming out, and I just remember thinking, like, well, damn, she gonna she got an album, she's singing, she got her own show. I mean, as far as I know, it, it might as well be called the Brandy Show because mm-hmm. how many teenage girls out of nowhere? Because I mean, Thea to me wasn't a big show. I think it was on like UPN or somebody, but mm-hmm. it just felt like out of nowhere she had her own. To me, she had her own show. So I was like really impressed by album, TV show, like back to back, like wow. So I remember being excited about it. Um, and, uh, you know, she's a teenage girl, black girl, living in the city, kind of like me, or so I thought. But um, I ended up watching only like the first season. And then there was an episode that kind of put me off. And I wasn't really into it. But <laughs> before I get into my story, <laughs> did you watch Moesha? definitely watched Moesha I watched it I don't think I watched the entire series yeah because I don't I don't know how long it lasted but when I was in high school I was definitely into it um and I was still a big Brandy fan back then so it was pretty much anything Brandy did anything she was involved with (laughs) I was there in front of the tv my ears were perked up listening to her music um and I couldn't really relate to the character, okay. Moesha, but it was still a thing with me in my head. I'm like, that seems like it would be such a cool life. And then in general, like her having an album and her having a TV show, it almost made me feel some kind of way as a teenager. Like, what am I doing with my teenage life? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel like that as an adult looking back, like, what am I doing? I didn't have a TV show at 15 or 16. <laughs> right. I'm like, all I was doing was <laughs> trying to get my homework done. <laughs> Thinking about going away to college and doing whatever else 15-year-olds do, probably somewhere sulking and 
being emotional. <laughs> oh yeah. So we had a similar, yes, that was, that was also me as a teen. <laughs> Somewhere like f- hating life, hating my school. Just... I was Daria. I was just a black version of Daria when I was in high school, just disapproving of everything and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, get me out of here. I just want to go away to college. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely relate. So I didn't watch the whole series either. I mean, in the beginning, I really liked it. I loved her and Countess Vaughn. I think Shara Jackson, like the, the camaraderie she had with her friends, I felt like it was just like with my friends. At that time, I was really tight with my best friend, Nikki. And we were always clowning and being silly and had our own little slang and everything. So that I really loved. Then there was an episode that she lost me. And I when I when I thought about doing this episode and I was running down a list in my head of, you know, things to bring up with her and I got to the show. <laughs> this stands out. And I was thinking about this the other day because it may sound so silly, but it was like really serious for me then. So you probably won't remember and probably nobody will, but I remember this very quickly, uh, clearly. So I don't, I, I'm assuming it was the first season because I feel like I didn't watch that much after it, but there was an episode in which her father bought her a car and the car was not a cute car. I'll just put it out there. It was like a, it was like silver grayish. It looked like a tin aluminum can. Okay. It was <laughs> ugly. It was like a hoop dog car. And mm. I don't remember her initial reaction anything like that I just know that at the time that I saw this episode I was probably 16 or 17 because I think I'm a a year older than her and I was in a position where um we didn't have the finances for anything special like that I couldn't even go to like driver's ed you know we had my family hit some some hard times and I wasn't able to go to like driver's ed and and really I was in an environment I went to school where the majority of the kids there were also working class to low income um to really kind of poor so I didn't know anyone who had the ability to learn to drive to drive or had any kind of access to a car so the very idea of having a dad that can buy you a car is like Okay, that's not something I relate to, but that wasn't my issue. That's fine. That your dad wants to buy you a car, great. I'm happy for you. My issue is that she decided to decline the car. She, I think she went through some sort of process, and at the end of the episode, she told her daddy, "You know what? Thank you, but no thanks. I don't want this car. I want to save up and get the car that I really want." So here's my issue. In, in <laughs> case it wasn't apparent, how ungrateful. <laughs> It's, you know, it's not even the ungrateful. It's just that I think I went into the show feeling like, oh, she's just like me. And after that, I was Mm. like, oh, she is nothing like me because, number one, I didn't know anybody in my circle or my environment that had who was in a position where their daddy could buy them a car. I don't care what kind of car. I would have been happy to drive a hoop dog. But to be in a position to kind of be like, yeah, I don't I don't want it. I'm just going to wait. I I mean, I couldn't understand it. Like like I said, I had a really comfortable childhood and then we hit some hard times by the time I hit high school and, and things were like really rough. So the idea of even driving a car was like a pipe dream at that time. I couldn't get the driver's ed because um, one, it costs money. It wasn't a part of my school curriculum. I think some of them have a part of their high school where it's right in high school. I don't know. So it was a separate school, and um, you had to find a location. The closest location was in a not a good part of town, and it would have meant me um, taking a bus down there, which I wasn't comfortable to take. Forget all that. I also didn't have the money. I think it was like maybe $150, which might as well have been like $1,000 when you don't have a job and 
you know, you're facing hard times. So it was like, it was the money thing. There's no way I can go to driver's ed. There's, I couldn't get a permit. There's no point of getting a permit. And then, like I said, I was in an environment where out of my high school senior class, I think I knew two kids who had a license and actually had an access, actually had the uh, ability to drive, had access to a car. Nobody else drove because I was around kids. We didn't have the opportunity to drive. That was just not within our reach. So to see a girl who I thought was like me being handed a car and then say, no, I don't want it. I was like, oh, first of all, I thought it was totally unrealistic. I'm sure that can happen, but I felt like who's going to turn down a car? I don't care how ugly it is. I would have loved to have a hoop dog. I was riding the the bus, you know, when I could, when I had to, and walking like I was on foot or taking the city bus whenever I could. But then to, um, you know, to have the luxury to just like turn it down to me, that put her in the category of a rich kid. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why the character wasn't very relatable to me because, um. Yeah, I grew up similarly in that we kind of had hard times. We didn't have a ton of money, but my experience was different because I was surrounded by people like her. Okay. (laughs) We just had all the money and their parents could pretty much like, oh, you know, I got an Audi for my 16th birthday, like that kind of thing. But those people weren't, um, most of them were not uh, of color. Oh, okay. So... He, another black girl, <laughs> get handed a car. Like, I kind of remember that episode. I kind of do probably remember thinking, like, wow, must be nice uh-huh. to have somebody give you a car. <laughs> and right. then you say, I don't want it. Yeah, I do recall that episode. And I recall thinking that, you know, she was ungrateful. But I don't know. In my head, I just kind of kept watching the show because yeah. I still love her that much. But, yeah, I could totally see how you could look at that and go, oh, no, she's not like me because... That's not, you know, it's not a common, well, I mean, I guess it is a common life experience. I, I mean, I don't know, but it's definitely something I can't relate to personally. So. Yeah. And I mean, I, looking back at it now, I, I understand and I don't have, and I'm not, I don't have an issue with it now, but at that time when I saw it, I think I was like offended because it's like, it's one oh, thing yeah. when you think someone is like you and comes from your place and then it's like, oh no, you come from a whole different world than I do. So I wasn't like. I was just annoyed, and then I felt like, oh, this is unrelatable. Like, she just was on a whole different – she lived in a whole yeah, different world than I did. Like, yeah. Right. It's almost like, okay, maybe this show wasn't made for me. <laughs> maybe it wasn't made for people like watch because <laughs> I don't know what's going on right here. <laughs> yeah, that, that that that's just my little gripe. But it, it was like yeah. one of the first things I thought about because everyone else is watching <laughs> the show, and I was like, yeah, I'm done with Brandy. I'm done with Moesha. I'm she, she ain't my chick. That's right? funny. <laughs> you were like, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, unrelatable. We don't kick it anymore. We, no we don't turn down cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. And But, you know, but Countess Vaughn, like, they were so funny. I thought they were so great. And I know they did the spinoff of the Parkers, which I didn't really get to watch, but I did like Count. She was hilarious. She was so funny. Yeah. Anyway. I liked her, too. And I know that I think there was some tension between them on the set as well. Yes. Oh, you know, it's funny you should bring that up. So, you know, when I talked about the Thea thing, I originally thought, oh, it it must have been must have been Thea. She probably had a nasty attitude. But then the more I was reading, it does seem like Brandy had friction on most of she had friction on Moesha. Apparently her and Countess Vaughn admitted to having little spats and little jealousy. So the more I was reading and more I see that, you know, Brandy has her little she had a little sassiness too mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe it wasn't just everybody else but she did seem to run into these little things and, and a lot of other shows and and um things too so then i had to admit okay 
okay, maybe she's not as wholesome as I, I think I'm making her out to be. Yeah, and I think that was definitely the image that. Um, oh yeah. Probably her, you know, her mom was her manager, so I'm thinking that was a part of the image that she was trying to create that whole wholesome girl next door kind of thing. And <clears throat> I don't know. Later on in her career, that kind of got tainted for me. I don't know if it was the same <laughs> stage in her career as it, like, if that ever happened with you, but I think we'll get to that. Oh, that yeah. Part. I think we might get to it. The other, <laughs> So the other thing I wanted to mention before I move on from Moesha is her braids. So she's known for wearing her braids. Like, when Brandy came out before, I mean, I think from the time she left Thea on, she stayed with some braids. Like, I'd that never seen... Yes. I never saw anybody. To the point that I was kind of over it. I was kind of like, girl, when can we see her hair? I, <laughs> I think me and my best That's friend went I through the think. same thing because I think we both had braids at one point. And uh, we were both like, well, when's she going to take them out? Like, <laughs> I, it takes right. a long time to put them in. I, I don't know. And I remember. And if you were a braid here, you know that you can't always have braids in your hair. It's going to mess with your edges eventually. Right. Like, Right. So initially. So I used to be like, <laughs> like what is what's going on is she is there something going on with her hair like at the time when I was a teenager it's just like girl that's you're not supposed to do that yeah, I, did the th- I said the same thing I think at first we thought oh her hair must be so long it must be all the way down her back if it's braided up all the time and then after about a year or so we're like when's she gonna take them braids out like is that healthy to have your hair braided all the time the thing that used to trip me out though is you know, I would see the videos and I would see the performances and I watched Moesha and I swear every time I saw her, she seemed to have different braids and I wasn't understanding. I had braids done at one time. It took six hours. Right. It took six hours to put them in and people who do not believe me, it took six hours to take them bitches out and my hair was a damn mess. When it's I took it out, my head hurt so goddamn bad. So I'm like, I've seen Moesha episodes, I swear she had one set of braids in one scene and next a different set of braids and I'm like, how... What, what she got a team how is she getting all these damn yeah. different as braids and then I would keep my braids in like I had them in for like three weeks I get sick of them but her braids kept changing I'm like when did she have time for all these damn braids because I'm thinking she's sitting there for hours I don't know right I was that's what I was thinking too but now that I think about it like maybe she was up on game that we weren't aware of at the time like maybe she was getting crochet <laughs> like oh crochet braids back then and we just weren't aware of it like maybe that's how the styles were getting switched up so easily Girl. who knows i don't know how long getting crocheted braids has been a thing it's only like in the past i don't know five or however years been brought to my attention but maybe back then her hair was just like cornrowed up a little bit in the back and uh-uh. they were just- <laughs> maybe i don't know <laughs> are you on my mind right now because i only heard about crochet braids like in the past year <laughs> If she was doing it back in the 90s, first of all, that would explain I don't know, everything. But I that don't would be know if she was, but if she, I mean, but that would explain why would, if she, if she, if that was a thing back then, that could explain the switch up because it's very easy to put those in or much easier in comparison to just sitting there and braiding your entire head in box braids. Like that takes a forever. Long time. Unless she just had a lot of like two or three braiders in her hair at one time. And that's, that's what I'm thinking. Cause I'm thinking they probably didn't have crochet hair back then. Look now I'm like going back. I'm like when did crochet yeah, braids I don't know. Start? I'm like, when did it start? How long has it been a thing? Maybe, you know, I'm she's a celebrity. They have access to things we don't have. So that's maybe she true. had it back then. That is so zero. <laughs> I'm making a note to look up when crochet braids were invented. <laughs> crochet braids slash hair. 
That's, right? that's another fascination. That could have been a whole other podcast. But anyway, yeah, I would be like, no, like how are braids keep changing? <laughs> Six, I kept thinking about the time. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's see. Moving on from Moesha and the first album. In 1997, Brandy starred in the worldwide Disney TV special Cinderella, along with her idol, Whitney Houston giving the network its highest ratings at the time at 60 million viewers. Along with new producer Rodney Darkchild Jenkins, um, Brandy co-wrote and produced six songs on her second album, Never Say Never, which was released in June 1998. It was from this album that she got her first number one single, The Boy Is Mine, a duet with singer Monica, and also released the singles Have You Ever, Almost Doesn't Count, and Top of the World. Girl, the boy, the Boy is mine. Yeah, that was my song. That I think was that was song. <laughs> that was everybody's song. What I loved about that song, first of all, is Brandy and Monica were naturally pitted as like rivals, like they do everybody. Yeah, see, it's like unfortunately, if you're a woman, you can't avoid that. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, they don't really do that to guys, do they? No, no they, they don't. I mean, it's like with guys, come one, come all. We can have all the, you know, singers, rappers, whatever. With women, it's like there can only be one. Mm-hmm. That's right. Similar things. It's like, okay, well, let's pit them against each other and try to, you know, who's the best? Right. Who has the most fans? Blah, 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 blah. And they're still doing that with musicians today. I think it's just a thing that people do to women it is something um, to do with women yeah i do see that a lot but i never i remember hearing that i'm like and i was like no i just don't see it brandy and monica i just i don't know i never really saw it so i was really tickled when they they did this song and it was like a bomb song they both yeah. look so beautiful um i, I love the opening the with the bells or whatever sound that is but it was hype it was really hype yeah i liked how the video was shot i loved I can't remember what they were wearing, but I do remember loving the outfits. And I just yes. like the fact that, like, in my head, people were, like, people were pitting them in, against each other. But in my head, I'm like, I just want them to be friends. I want everyone to mm-hmm. <laughs> get along and be friends. So I figured, okay, they did the song together. Yes. And it was so yeah, it was and it was a dope song. Yeah, it was a gorgeous song. They both looked absolutely stunning. Like you said, I can't remember what they wore, but I I do remember liking the way they shot it and they look beautiful. I mean, they always look perfect. And I like how the end they're both confronting the guy together. I also Mm. liked how the song reminded me of The Girl Is Mine. I think um, Mm. Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. McCartney. Yeah. And I was a big Michael fan. So even though it's not the same song. I just the whole yeah, the whole it was still concept. the same concept. Yeah, yeah. Really I like cute. that too. I think Monica had on a skirt. It was like a skirt with like a long slit up the side of the leg. 
Yes. Maybe. For some reason, I think that's what she was wearing. And I was like, that skirt. Yes, they, I will wear it. <laughs> I have nowhere to go in a skirt like that, but I want one anyway. They both look beautiful. I actually did this song um, in a karaoke competition. It was a duets week with, with a guy oh, friend nice. of mine. And it was it was so much fun. Getting, of course, I did. I think it did. Oh, I think it did Monica's part. I know Brandy's better, but I, I I did Monica's part, and it was just so much fun. And I think we won our round. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just a hot song. Um, let me see. Then there was um, almost doesn't count. So then we're back to the ballads. Um, yeah, that was a cool song. I I didn't really listen listen to it that much. Same with Have You Ever. That was another ballad that got a lot of airplay. Not one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, it was Top of the World. Top of the World was cool, but definitely The Boy Is Mine was like the song from that album. I really liked it. Yeah, that was definitely my favorite. I do remember noting that Brandy had, she seemed like she grew so, just physically. Like from Thea, she looked mm-hmm. like she was like 10. And even in the first album, if you look at the pictures, she looks really young. But the time this came out, she was taller. Like she was filling out. She was, I could tell yeah, like she, she was. She her growth spirit. She definitely hit a spur. She was like a young woman. I was like, go, Brandy. And, of course, her braids <laughs> was different this time. And yeah, it's like, oh, they're longer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got to watch that Doing video. a little different stuff. Having them twisted up and all that. Oh, yeah. She always did really cute stuff with her braids. Like, stuff I wouldn't even think mm-hmm. to do. But, um, yeah. Right. It was really, really gorgeous. Um, let's see. Brandy was apparently offered a role in the movie Set It Off, which I did not know. And I can't even Oh, really? I can't picture her in Set It Off. I love Set It Off. And, you know, first I was like, yeah, that wouldn't have been a good look for her because she was trying to be so clean cut. So that's probably why. But then looking right. back at adult, I'm like, mm, maybe if she wanted to go a different route, that could have been. I don't know. That, yeah, movie, that movie was sad to me. So I'm like, yeah, maybe she shouldn't have done it. <laughs> but um, she declined that role to take a role in the sequel. I still know what you did last summer. I remember that. Okay. I believe that's I saw cool. it, but I don't really remember it as well. Um, she did good. She did get good reviews for her acting, but I don't remember that movie as well. You remember that one? Yeah, I saw it. I remember going to the theater to see it. I was in college and I saw it with a bunch of friends. And it's funny because at the t- I don't know what it was when I got to college. I had roommates who were just like not Brandy fans at all. Uh-huh. So I felt like, oh no, I have to hide my love for Brandy because of how Aww. much. They- <laughs> They did not like her. And a bunch of us went to the movies. We saw um, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. And <laughs> there was a scene where you think she gets killed. Yeah. But then at the end of the movie, you find out she lives. Everybody in the theater was clapping except my friends. <laughs> they were like, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> now, Why didn't they like her? I don't know. I think they just kind of. I'm not sure what it was. I don't recall exactly. I don't know if they thought that she was just kind of like corny or fake or whatever. Um, but in my head, I was just like, but I <laughs> I love her. <laughs> that does kind of stink, though, when you're really into <laughs> artists, but the people around you are not. I have definitely been there yeah. a hundred <laughs> times. Like, <laughs> and especially when the artist that you like is something that's like is uncool for the group that you're in i have definitely been there many many times you need to like tone down keep it to yourself keep quiet be on the dl that sucks like and then i didn't you know growing up and going to high school and stuff i had friends but not a lot of close friends i didn't have like a close-knit circle of people so when i got to college i'm like 
you know, kind of wanting to fit in. So I'm like, great. <laughs> Got to keep this brandy thing on. <laughs> keep, it, keep it in your pocket. <laughs> Not that my friends would have disliked me, but I just wasn't in the mood to get clowned. You'd, you'd have lost cool points, basically. And when you first start in college, you need everything. I think they would have just clowned me. Because there were other people that I'm sure liked brandy. It just happened to be like those few friends that I was hanging out with at the time were like, mm-mm, No. <laughs> That's and her. Funny. I had one friend who was like, because I remember Brandy did cover girl ads. Okay. And <laughs> I had two friends who were like, I don't buy cover girl anymore <laughs> because Brandy wears it. Oh, they really hated her. You know what? I wonder if they saw that same episode of Moesha <laughs> with that car. <laughs> Maybe that's why. That was like, bump. Maybe that's it, but I clearly remember they were like, I don't believe buy cover girl products because oh. she's a spokesperson. I was like, dang. What did she do to y'all? Damn, I wish we could have had them on the podcast. I'm curious to know. <laughs> that would have been juicy. Get a different perspective. Yeah. Wow. So, Gosh, if, yeah. so after she did, I still know what you did last summer. She did a TV movie called Double Platinum with Diana Ross. I do remember watching that, though. I, I can't really, I don't have any like specific memories about it. I do remember seeing that the, the only reason why I bring it up is because I'm like, Damn, she did a movie with Diana Ross and Whitney Houston. What? Right? Two legends. Like, who gets to do that? Right. Nobody. I mean, like, and I remember, like, I grew exactly. up on Diana Ross. Like, my mom's a huge Diana Ross fan. So, as a child, we, Diana Ross, Diana Ross Supremes, all of that. So, I remember, I remember being like, you, Diana Ross, you get to do that? Like, that's that was major. Yeah. So, it was like, girl when it came to that kind of stuff and she had a background in acting she started out at least she was presented to I guess mainstream audiences as an actress so it's probably easier for her to get roles yeah I'm just saying like that alone is major I'd I'd have been you could I I would be good with that but I'm I'm like looking back like damn like she's still a teenager Start with these. Right. Like these are things that full grown adults hope to maybe accomplish someday. At some point after years and years. Yeah. Yeah. That was just kind of major. Like I said, I don't remember anything else about it. Just to point out that, wow, do you do anything with Diana Ross? And like Diana Ross don't even do much anymore. So that's probably one of her last. Yeah. Exactly. It's impressive. It is actually impressive, no matter what she did. So let's see. Mm-hmm. In February 2002, Brandy released her third album, Full Moon, which was met with lukewarm reviews, but garnered the top 20 hit, What About Us? She was teamed up with producer Robert Big Bert Smith, and the two began writing for other artists, including Tony Braxton and Kelly Rowland. I didn't know that. It was mm. during this time that the word got out that Brandy had secretly married Robert and was pregnant with their child, a daughter they would name Sarai. The last few months of her pregnancy were documented on an MTV special titled Diary Presents Brandy Special Delivery. Mm, I remember that. All right, so we'll get into Full Moon in a minute, but I want to get into this secret quasi <laughs> fake ass marriage to Robert oh, yes. I think that's what kind of <laughs> made me start thinking like man Brandy's like the rest of us <laughs> <laughs> she's like every other 20 something she was <laughs> 22 right she's like every other 22 year old I know <laughs> she yeah. just happens to have black yeah, I, de- I think that definitely <laughs> made me look at her at a different 
perspective because she had this clean cut image like you said seemed like a mama's girl real tight with her mama and her brother and stuff you know and in the church and all of that shit Mm -hmm. I just remember when I heard, I think I heard she was pregnant first. And she was 22, I was 23. And I remember being like, what? Like, Right. Not that a 22-year-old can't get pregnant because I definitely had friends who were younger than me. Yeah. But it's Brandy. Right. (laughs) It's like, wait, what? What? (laughs) Why? Yeah, right. So my whole thing was, again, (laughs) I came from a situation where in my high school, everybody had babies. I mean, we actually had a daycare at my school. That's how prevalent it was. But in my mind, like, I just couldn't fathom even wanting to have a baby as a teen or even in my early 20s. But when I found out she's pregnant, I'm thinking, you're like on top of the world. You're big. You're, you know, an award winning singer. You're an actress. You have everything why do you want to have a baby now and then i think like shortly after that i heard she got married like why like it was just so why would you do that and i i think that like i can as an adult now i can look back and think and see how life just has a way there's certain circumstances that there's certain things that just happen at that time though i wasn't as open-minded as i am now at that time i felt like you control your destiny. You control everything. You decide to have a baby. Right. You decide to get married. This is all a part of your doing. I, I wasn't right. very forgiving then. So I looked at her as like almost sort of purposeful where now I don't. Now I'm like, yep, that shit happens. People get pregnant. Yeah. People get married. Whatever. Yeah. But at that age, I was like, girl, why? Like it was just so strange to me because she was so young and I never wanted to get married and have a baby that young. So to me, it was just like, really really weird it's just really really weird I was personally offended (laughs) but this is why I was personally offended Mm -hmm. so number one I remember watching that special Mm. with some friends you know my friends are always down to clown brandy (laughs) I I watched Um, the special too yeah but I remember watching the special and there was one episode where someone came to help brandy and her husband I don't know, learn how to do certain things for the baby and to take care of the baby. And I remember there was one scene where Brandy was sitting with the person who was doing all the teaching. And then they kept going to another scene of the father on a motorcycle riding up and down the street. (laughs) We were like, yo, he is not trying to be here. (laughs) He does not want anything to do with this. Like, this is so messed up. So that was the one thing that I was just like, something about this doesn't seem right. Like, yeah. I don't rem- I don't have any like, specific memories from it, but I do remember getting a sense that they didn't seem like the most loving couple or like the greatest match. Yeah, like it wasn't. It was kind of forced. And then I remember her going on Oprah. Oh, and talking about you know getting married and all that, and giving the whole story of you know meeting this guy and doing the secret marriage and having a child and all that. So in my head, I'm like, okay. This is just what she wanted to do at that age. But then fast forward, mm-hmm. New York, and I was listening to um, Wendy Williams when she had a radio show. Okay. And the guy, um, the husband, um, what's his name? Robert? Robert Big Bert. I remember yeah. calling him Bert. Yeah. So she, he was talking to Wendy Williams, and Wendy's trying to get, like, the – the story story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he pretty much said that at the time he was dating someone – and Brandy was, you know, the person he was seeing on the side. And Brandy got pregnant. And the family just kind of forced him to be a part of this 
wholesome story of getting married and having a child. And he was saying this to Wendy Williams. So in my head, I'm like, what? I've been lied to. Brady is not who I think she is. And then I got, this is why I was personally offended. Because she went on Oprah. I'm like, you lied to Oprah. Girl, my jaw. (laughs) My jaw dropped right now. I did not know that. Does she was a side? She's a side chick? Well, that's, I mean, obviously, I don't know. But that is definitely what he said. When I was listening to that Wendy Williams interview, he didn't call her a side chick. He was just, you know, he was kind of fumbling through the interview and he could tell he was kind of nervous. But he was like, yeah, you know, so I was seeing someone else. I had a girlfriend, but I was also seeing Brandy. And then Wendy jumped in and was like, oh, so she was your jump off. (gasps) (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's Wendy. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. (laughs) Wendy. So after hearing that, I was like, so what's the truth? I don't know. All I know is if this man is telling the truth, then they all got on Oprah and sat on her stage and lied to her face. And there's oh. one thing I don't appreciate. And that's when people disrespect Oprah. <laughs> right. And you know what? <laughs> that's that's just... I, don't lie. I don't care who you are. You don't lie to Oprah. <laughs> right. Because you lied to Oprah. You lied to all of us. But I just remember watching a show and just for, at first I watched it and I was kind of fascinated at the same time, kind of like weirded out slash confused by it. First, because I still couldn't get over that she did this. But I think also, yeah, I, I don't remember any specifics, but I did pick up on they just didn't seem right together. They didn't seem like newlyweds and a couple that's really, truly in love and really... And then and maybe it was something about him that made me feel like he wasn't truly committed. And I, f- and I think it was probably shortly after that, probably within a year, I realized they broke up. And mm-hmm. then, But I, I don't remember exactly when I found out they weren't really married either. And I remember being like, well, why are you lying about what's the whole point? Because at that point, I knew people that had babies all the time that weren't married. So I didn't quite yeah. get why, why even lie about it? just have a baby. But I mean, I get it now, and especially from her family and her, her image. But mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, yeah, I just, I, I remember watching that and being, some didn't feel, you know, it did feel forced. And I remember she had like a, yeah, a photo shoot. Natural. Yes, it didn't, it didn't feel natural at all. And there was a photo shoot where she did a maternity and I don't know, all of it, it, it felt icky to me. And I think at that time I just wasn't into maternity at all and being pregnant and laying out with your belly and all that. Yeah. And I remember In watching my it. Mind. <laughs> Yeah, I I watched it because I was curious, but I wasn't mentally into pregnancy, maternity, getting ready for motherhood. At I was in college, so I was just yeah. kind of confused about the whole thing, you know. Yeah, I couldn't ever relate to that. Not, I mean, not at that age in my head. Like, no, being pregnant was pretty much like an alien is inside of your body and feeding off of you. Why do you want that? <laughs> Like what? Yeah. I still kind of think of it that way, but I, you know, I'm more mature now. I don't look at a child as an alien feeding off of you. Well, actually, yeah, I still kind of do. Well, it is the truth. My son was like a parasite that took every nutrient out of my body and almost died in my first trimester. And I remind my husband and anybody that will hear about it all the time. So you're not that far off. I mean, it's really like it's intense, which is why I didn't understand would want it like <laughs> yeah you want it eventually but yeah yeah it relates to wanting like motherhood at such a young age 
Yeah, for me, like, you know, I was the kid that I was always envious of any other kid that got the opportunity to be on TV, be in music, yeah. to sing and dance and do all that. And I thought it was me just too. the most amazing thing in the world. So it's hard for me to understand why, you know, deciding to have a baby, get married or do any of this stuff young. So I feel like you have time for that. This is major. Like you can always do that thing. Yeah, this is like just my all, thinking. All this cool stuff that you could be doing. And yeah. like I was always adjacent to that because my best friend is a singer and a songwriter. Oh, yeah. So at that age, <laughs> like I was just regular old, you know, 20 something. Yeah, me too. And seeing that and then knowing a person who was kind of like living that life and performing and stuff, I was just like, wow. Right. Like if you could actually do that with your life. That like, was my dream, right? That was anything else. It was just cool to me to know somebody who's doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'll just read these books over here and <laughs> listen to your stories. Right. So, and I think I also kind of thought that once you get married and have babies, like it slows Over. down your <laughs> yeah it slows down your career and it might even like end it and so I I was just like why now it was always just really strange to me and of course now years later we have I have a better understanding of why and how yeah. and, and yeah. all of that and, and yeah she never had any other kids too which is kind of strange to me but but um yeah that was that definitely changed the way I saw Brandy I still liked her and respect her but the, the good girl image was going <laughs> yeah. yeah it just made her for me it just made her more um I don't know like I there was a time where I think I just thought of people who were in entertainment as kind of like not like the rest of us like they have this special, special amazing gift that other people don't have yeah yeah you know and it just that kind of helped me realize that they're people too like all the rest of us mm-hmm. and things happen and it just that whole untouchable thing in my mind about celebrities um was starting to disappear with that which is a i mean in my mind actually a good thing to think of celebrities as just regular people because when yeah. you think of them as untouchable you know they people treat celebrities really badly because of they they think of them as think of them in that way that is very true especially with you know social media now like no one mm-hmm. is i think they can just say whatever they want to say to them yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty bad <laughs> yeah, well they don't know, get they don't i mean you know they don't get they special don't privileges get like they well <laughs> and in fact they're usually they're they could be even targeted more now because everyone has a mic right, now. everyone right, right. has a forum to say whatever they want to say just like me with my podcast. And they can see that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, everyone does, including us. <laughs> yeah, but if I were a celebrity, I don't know if I would have, like, social media that I control. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably hire a person and be like, look, one tweet a day. <laughs> or one tweet a month. <laughs> I know. I don't – And I mean, reading tweets, I don't know how to do it. But, you know, the fake – marriage and the baby is actually a good segue um as it reminded us that you know she is human and she is kind of just like us and makes mistakes too um so that's a good segue um on december 30th 2006 brandy was headed to her home on the los angeles 405 freeway doing 65 miles per hour and didn't notice all the cars in front of her had slowed down brandy's car collided with the back of 
and I may pronounce, mispronounce her name, um, and I apologize, Awatif Budahaj's Toyota. After Abudahaj's car had struck the car in front of hers. So Abudahaj's car um, stopped and struck a car in front of hers. And then Brandy hit the back of her car, just to clarify. When Brandy hit her car, her Toyota then slid and struck another car and impacted the medium or the center divider. When the Toyota came to the stop, and I'm not speaking about Brandy, this is Abudahaj. Brandy was in a Range Rover. When the Toyota came to a stop, it was then struck by yet another car. A Budahaj, a 38-year-old mother of two, died of her injuries the next day. So this was a horrible, horrible um, Mm. multi-car accident that um, sounded like uh, a bunch of cars slowed down. And this, um, the, the car in front of Brandy she she um she struck another car in front of hers. Brandy hit her, and then I mean, gosh, it must have been really hard. Her yeah. car flew, uh, uh, went through the median, and then she got hit again. Ultimately, Brandy was not charged with a crime, but she did face multiple lawsuits that were eventually settled out of court. Abu Dahaj's family, husband, and two kids all sued Brandy for wrongful death. And along with the other two drivers, they all received financial settlements. I remember hearing about this. So this is 2006. So at this point, Brandy's career had cooled off considerably. I don't remember hearing much about much from her music wise and and I can't recall any film or TV. So this was like the first news I had heard of her for a while. When I heard it was a fatality, I felt horrible for her. I felt really, really bad. I know that the 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 thing to do is to feel really bad for the victims, which I do, but my heart really went out to Brandy because even if she was at fault, and I don't think they actually found her at fault, I feel yeah, I like or I don't think she was found at fault. No, and I think the part about um, uh, the woman's car hitting someone else in front of her, I think they found that out after the fact. Because when I first heard, it was like, oh, Brandy hit this woman, and that made her hit this woman. And, and, and I read that the other thing didn't come out until a little bit later. But, you know, I just felt really horrible for her because I was like, even if she was at fault, even if she was playing on her phone or speeding like I had heard, rumors the fact of the matter is i know what it's like to screw up and have to deal with the remorse or the regret that comes with that and um, the emotional baggage that comes with that but to to have something like this happen and have to deal with knowing that someone was killed i don't know how you deal with that and and it's something that i'm sure she dealt with for a very long time and may haunt her for the rest of her life i mean you have all these people suing you but and blaming you for someone's death I just felt really bad for it because I'm like, I don't, I don't know how you deal with that. I mean, it's, it's a therapy thing, but it must have been extremely hard. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I mean, and I just, I do remember hearing that story. Um, and I also remember just kind of feeling for Brandy because I, you know, when I was younger and I would read different articles about her and, you know, you'd see interviews and stuff like um, prior to this, I remember her talking about, Um, just struggles she'd had with, um, you know, uh, I don't know if it was depression or anxiety, but I know that she was dealing with issues with, um, you know, her weight Um, and not, um, not eating. I don't know if she had, I don't think she was anorexic, but I know that there, she talked about like struggles with 
issues with her weight and, you know, being afraid to go on stage and sing or I don't know, not necessarily afraid, but I just remember her saying that there were times where she didn't want to perform, where she lost her appetite. And this was before that car accident. So I remember thinking, gosh, like, Mm -hmm. I wonder how this is affecting her emotionally because that's something that can, you know, that can be very triggering for anyone. Yeah. So I was thinking, my gosh, like, it's, you know, one thing, horrible, like a horrible loss for the woman and her family. But I mean, it's just like bad all around for anyone involved. Like, I just kind of felt like, uh, what a horrible thing to be a part of that you can't you just can't even see something like that coming. Yeah. And then really, I, when I was thinking about the other night, I'm like, that can happen to anybody. How many of us drive and had a moment of we're distracted? You know, you get a text, yeah. you get a call, you look down for any reason. I'm pretty sure that's happened to everybody. Right. Or even when you're not distracted, sometimes the traffic in front of you just abruptly stops. Oh, yeah. Like the person in front of you isn't aware that the cars have slowed down so they slam on their brakes and now you're like whoa what's happening and you have to slam on yours I mean I've been in a couple of situations where I've had to swerve to the right to the shoulder of the road to not like crash in front of cars because the car in front of me did something so I mean it could it is something that could truly happen to anyone on a busy highway yeah yeah and I I think the first time I heard it like it it felt like everybody was blaming her and she hit all these cars and and, you know all these different rumors so yeah it just came across as like people were painting her as like just this reckless driver that hit somebody and yeah I just I don't think it based off of what you said it doesn't seem like that was the situation but yeah there were a lot of stories making it seem like she was just totally irresponsible and hit someone and got away with it. Yeah, that's how it came off to me. I think I heard it on the radio and I was just like, damn. And then knowing that she had been out of the limelight for a while and I, you know, me being like all about the music industry and whatnot, I I assume that has to be hard. You don't have any hit songs out. Your quasi marriage is not together. And then this happens. I think that must be really rough and... Mm -hmm. And um, and then she had all these settlements. I mean, luckily, you know, she wasn't uh, charged. I mean, well, you know, it, it didn't go that route. But all the lawsuits, all the lawyers, all the settlements, it must have really hit her hard financially. I mean, I think she paid out at least five different settlements that I saw. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that was a, a huge hit on her. Because, you know, she wasn't really hot at that. She didn't have any real, any big projects out for a while, so... Right. Yeah, luckily that that was 06. It was, it's, it's been behind her and she did move on to some other things. So um, I didn't really make note of all of her albums because she, she did continue doing music and then she did a lot of acting, too. I'm not super familiar with some of the past albums. Um, she, she had a single out called Begging and Pleading on SoundCloud. She also had a single with Ray J called Edible High. Hmm. Yeah, that begging and bleeding. She sang from the bottom of her soul, the begging and bleeding. I was like, wow, Brandy. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you are not playing that one. Yeah, give it a listen. I'm begging and pleading.
it, um, she really, like, it was, she was singing. I was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't know you had it like that, Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't sing like that. Not, I mean, I've always liked her voice, but that was, yeah, I, that was really impressive. You know, it's funny you say that. So I made a note to check it out because I hadn't, I hadn't heard her sing in so long, but then I started, you know, as YouTube started getting big, I started seeing videos of her singing. I caught a couple videos on YouTube where she sounded phenomenal. And I mean, I remember her being a good singer, but she sounded like 10 times better than she did right, back in the right. 90s. I'm like, where did this come from? And last, my love has come along. My lonely days are over. And life is like a song Oh, yes At last The sky above are blue My The night I looked at you. I feel like her voice has really grown since since then. It really has. And I can't remember the exact song. It might have been a gospel song, something popular, but she blew me away. I was like, damn, girl, why are you not in the studio? But um, she did some acting. So she was in Brandy and Ray J, a family business. I think I did watch a little bit about that. It, it was about. I've watched, yeah. I've watched way too much of it. <laughs> you said you did way watch I it? Watched- much yeah i think it was oh, about, yeah. um, ray j trying to like manage themselves and maybe break away from their mom a little bit i remember watching sonia <laughs> i talk about leaving hnr block to become their manager it was, it was kind of interesting it was interesting to me to always see the backside of things um i was frustrated with sonia. <laughs> you know? i was very frustrated with her only because like in, in watching it and it was like watching her interaction with brandy and watching her interaction with Ray J, it was completely different. Oh. Like, she just kind of, it's like a lot of, it's something I see and hear about all the time, how a lot of times moms baby their sons and they're hard on their daughters. Oh. I could see that happening. And I was like, this makes a lot of sense. Because for some reason, I've always gotten this vibe that Brandy is kind of like, from watching the show, I was getting a vibe that Brandy is like kind of somehow looking for approval oh. or validation or something like that. And then seeing her interaction with her mom, I'm like, no wonder you did that to her. That's interesting because when I was reading about the Thea stuff, some people were blaming Sonia's um, management yeah, style, communication been- style. And, and I don't quite remember all the details from the show, but mm, it might have been a little bit of that, too, you know. Yeah, I just remember feeling really bad for Brandy watching the show because it was like Ray J could do whatever and it was no big deal. And then with Brandy, she was so hard on her. Like just it was it it was very obvious. And I just felt like, my gosh, how that how would that feel growing up having a parent? Because I don't think I think the father was the same with both of them, but having your mom. Yeah. 
treat your brother completely different than you and then not even being aware of it. Like, I don't think Sonia was even aware of how she was treating Brandy. Your mom and your Um, manager. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's just, I I can't imagine that. It's like you, you can't really get away. You can't put your foot down (laughs) because your mom and then she's also your manager. It's like, and if what, if you, you, do you fire your mom? Like it just, yeah, it just felt like kind of, uh, an uncomfortable situation yeah. when I was watching it. I felt really bad for her. Hmm. Wonder how they're doing now. <laughs> um, I hope they're better. <laughs> I really do. I know there was an episode where the father intervened at one point and was like, "Hey, you know, <laughs> this is what's happening. Have you noticed it? Blah 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 blah." So I don't know. Maybe they made some made some progress. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. St- I'm sure they're still tight. So let's see, yeah. she um she made some appearances on the game, something called Confessions of a Marriage Counselor, and I did remember hearing about her being on Broadway. She starred in the musical Chicago as Roxy Hart. Now, I did get excited when I heard that because I love Chicago, and the Roxy Hart lead girl, yes. I, I didn't get to see it. I wish I could. I can imagine she must have been great, but that must have been wonderful. I mean, Broadway to me is always like big time. If, if you do yeah. any kind of part of Broadway that to me is like excellent that's that is just major so yeah for sure for her yeah that's really cool I think that might have been the time because I know there was a YouTube video going around of her singing on the subway in New York so now I'm thinking maybe that was the time that she was on Broadway because I'm like what's she doing in New York just like hanging out I didn't realize that she had done done Chicago Ooh, I should find that. I like all those videos of her singing. She sounds amazing. <laughs> she does. She really does. Yeah, so that is Brandy, 90s and beyond. Um, I don't know if she's still doing Broadway. I do have word that she might be working on a, a seventh studio album. That oh. Was- that would be really cool if she could bring the stuff that she's been doing on this YouTube to that album. I would be looking forward to it because, like I said, she has blown me away with some of these clips. Like, I was like, I didn't know she had chops like that. Like, I knew she was a good singer, but it was like, whoa, someone's taking some coaching or something. I mean, to be mm-hmm. on Broadway, you have to be pretty good. But um, I, I hope that she continues making music, you know? Do you have any thoughts on, like... Yeah, I'm always rooting for brandy like she's one of those people that i see and i'm like i want her to do well at all times (laughs) and i think it's probably because of when i was introduced to her like she probably is kind of like a friend in my head like yeah on the scene when i was still a kid and you know we're sitting and we're watching her career i'm always kind of like yes brandy keep working (laughs) keep getting the money yeah i feel the same as you i think for me because she was one of, like, the hot solo 90s singers that was around my age, like I said, Monica, Aaliyah, I feel like I kind of grew up with her. She did. She felt like a friend. When she came out, I felt like she was like me. She was like my girl. She could be a friend of mine. And she's always felt, like, kind of like a friend. And then, like, her image, like, she just seemed like I, someone I could hang out with. So I felt like I kind of grew up with her. So like you, I, I want to see her do well no matter what she does. I want to see her be happy. You know, I don't know what happened with that old relationship and all of that, but um, she she still seems like a, a sweet person, a family oriented person, and and I want to mm-hmm. see her just keep doing stuff. And then after the, like you mentioned, the problems with the depression, and after the accident, I, I would love to see a great comeback story. You know, I mean, Brittany did something like that, so 
I would love to see a great comeback, maybe a great album. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something. She's got the maybe voice. She's got the talent. Hmm. And maybe another movie. Something. I just she's someone that I always like to to hear from. So yeah, and then I, I remember when I first heard of her and, and knew she idolized Whitney Houston and then to go on idolizing and then starring with her. So it's like seeing her kind of dreams come true. I've always been sort of um, I had a soft spot. Like, that's just amazing. It's, it's just right. an amazing story. And she didn't grow up rich, you know. Mm-hmm. She grew up in Mississippi. Right. Her family relocated. And, and I know her family had her back as far as supporting her dreams, which is something I always admire. When you have your parents behind you and taking auditions and managing you and trying to get you out there as a kid. like That's always so, like, now that I'm older, I'm not a parent. But that is, like, such a big leap of faith and, like, really believing in your child's ability that you say, you know what? Oh, yeah. I'm quitting my job. I know. And I'm doing it full time. Like, for a kid, it's probably not a big deal. Like, okay, my mom's a manager now. But Yay. It, but it's I can't imagine, like, being an adult and looking at my kid and saying, you know what? We're going to do this. And I've heard a lot of stories about parents who've done that, like parents who, I mean, people who – were successful child actors, like their parents just decided, you know what? This happened to me. Yeah. That's a big risk. <laughs> it is a huge big risk. risk. I, you know, I don't, I don't know if I could do that, but it is a huge risk and, and to see it pay off is like, mm-hmm. um, right. you know, it's a being like a happy story. So we want good things for her. We, I want to see more of her. Come back, Brandy. Come back out. Yeah, we're begging and pleading. (laughs) (laughs) I got to check that song out. (laughs) Well, I think that wraps that up. Um, You've got two things you could promote. You can tell us a little bit more about We Got the Jazz, or you can remind us again about where we can get your visual art. Okay, well, you can check out We Got the Jazz anywhere you listen to podcasts or whatever your favorite platform is. Um, the show has been on hiatus for a little while, but we have plenty of episodes out there to listen to. I host it with my brother, Sean, and our friend, Ryan. Um, and you can follow the show on Twitter at WGTJ Podcast. And it's w- a WGTJ Podcast for all social media. And then for my art, um, you can... Go to society6.com slash autumnwoodland. And um, if you want, you can also follow my Instagram. I post things on there as well. And Instagram is just autumn underscore woodland. Yeah. So, that's it. That's uh, that's pretty much what I've, what I've been up to. All my little creative projects I've been working on. Yay. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for being on Autumn. I hope you had fun. Brandy with me. (laughs) I got to check out. I got to check out the music that you had posted. Also the videos that I want to watch. The boy is mine again. Yeah. I want to see it now too. Cause it's been so long. I'm having like little flashes of it in my mind. I need to go back and see the actual video. Yep. Got to check it out. Well, thank you. Till next time, we out. Hey, thanks for listening to Word to the Mother. Be sure to find us on Facebook and Twitter. Until the next episode, we out.